You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How you doing, Mike? Too bad, Mark. How about yourself? Good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. Uh, I'm happy to report that despite not being on the medication, uh, Peaches the cat is continuing to to do fairly well. So we will uh, we're, we're on a touch and see a go uh, thing here. We'll see what happens. But I'm. Uh, I'm pretty hopeful because she seems uh, pretty healthy, so that's good. Happy to hear that. Yeah, my we've got uh, my daughter here, uh, Ava, because you know we we haven't seen her in a while because of the quarantine, so we got to have her this week. We we get her for a whole week, which is nice. Uh, so that's been cool too, and it's my uh, anniversary with my wife tomorrow. Happy anniversary! What? How? How many years? Uh, it's seven years now. You know, I should have known that because uh, my uh, wife was pregnant with my youngest uh, at that wedding, and you know she had her shortly after. So yep. That's, that's yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So good times, good times all around. How have you been, Mike? How's the week treated you? Eh, not too bad. You know, same old, same old for the most part. Uh, we went fishing today. That was kind of fun. My one of my daughters caught one fish, but they seemed satisfied regardless of the uh, low totals. Oh, that's cool. Have you been, have you been, uh, you still, you've got the HBO, right? So you've got HBO Max now? I guess. I just haven't watched it since I, uh, since I actually renewed it. <laughs> I, uh, so we did the free trial. They haven't actually charged us for it yet. Cause the, I guess our free trial is still going on, but we, uh, we got the free trial and the, the day that it switched over, I think it was Wednesday or, or whatever. Um, it still says HBO now but when you click on it it goes to hbo max it updated in my phone and on the tablet but on the tv because we have a smart tv it just uh it still says it but it goes right to hbo max it's pretty cool it's you know they've got they've got a lot of stuff in there um obviously a ton of movies you know like like over 600 uh back catalogs of of a ton of movies and They've got all the uh, the Cartoon Network stuff on there. So, like, my wife oh, wow. and I are both friends of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, they have all the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. with Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I said we're fans. Did I say we're friends? It sounded like friends, but you kind of, like, went garbled for a second there. So, I mentioned. <laughs> we're friends with Meatwad. And, uh, you know, we, we're not ashamed of that. Um but yeah, we uh, you know, so we've been watching some stuff. I for people that are fans of the movie or the not the movie, the TV show Friends, they have all the Friends episodes. Uh, they have The Big Bang Theory, and it's it's a bunch of stuff. I I would say I don't know if it's going to be worth it in the long run or not, but it's I, I like having it right now. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see as the. We'll give it a couple months and see if it's worth it. My my daughter really likes uh, a show called Steven Universe that's on Cartoon Network, I guess, and they have all oh, those. So they have all those episodes, so she was really happy about that. I don't. Uh, I've never really watched it. What what's uh, what's offensive about it? Well, there's a lot of racial slurs on it. <laughs> I just I just tell you all these horrible things around this, so you're like, oh, she loves to watch it. I've never seen it myself. Oh, she she did call me slant eyes. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm just joking. 
she yelled it. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's just very slow moving and boring, and like uh, it, just, it just annoys me. That's, mm. that's kind of how I feel about it. They love that, and they love Gravity Falls. I was going to say Gravity Falls is a kids show that I really like a lot. Yeah, I think Gravity Falls is pretty smart. It's a pretty smart show, actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. it doesn't like you know it doesn't talk down to children, which I hate for most of those kids shows. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Blue's Clues was always the worst. Yes. Or Dora. Yeah, was that the one with uh, Blue's Clues? Was the one with what, like Soft Talking Steve or whatever his name was? Like Steve, I can't remember. I don't know if he, I don't think they called him Soft Talking Steve. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that sounds like a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> hey, Mumbles, where's your friend Soft Talking Steve? You know, they were just really a bunch of assholes on Dick Tracy. I mean, he calls the guy Prune Face. <laughs> yeah, hey Prune Face, fuck you. That was an industrial. Right, my name's Terry. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's trying to speak up. He calls him Mumbles. <laughs> I guess you are a dick. Oh, wow. Dick Tracy. You know, the. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Warren Beatty is still insisting they're going to do a sequel to that movie. They've been trying to do a sequel to that movie since like 1991. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> but he still owns it. And he won't give up the rights to the intellectual property. <laughs> I don't know why he fucking loves Dick Tracy so much. I mean, it must have been like when he was a kid or something, you know. I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, that's that's how I'm gonna be when I when I get big and famous. That's what I'm gonna be like with Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> I don't think Bill Watterson would ever sell the rights to it. Probably not. No. Um. But anyway. Uh. Oh, have you seen? I have Calvin pissing on something. <laughs> on a bumper sticker somewhere. <laughs> Have you have you seen uh, Scott? I think it's Scott isn't his name Scott Adams, the guy that did Dilbert. Oh yeah, what, what about him now? <laughs> he's just he's on Twitter a lot talking about what a genius Donald Trump is. How he's playing he's playing four D chess while everyone else is playing checkers or whatever. So if you wanted to know. If you wanted to know if the creator of Dilbert was a moron, then <laughs> you got your answer now. Um, who reads Dilbert? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You know, they made a didn't they make a TV show of that? They made a TV show, right? When uh, back when when they were Dilbert, tra- right? The Simpsons was popular. And it was during a time period when they were like, okay, any animated property that we can get our hands on. So we've got to recreate the, uh, the magic of the Simpsons. <laughs> and of course they never did. I would argue Futurama did a better job. Yeah. Well, Fu- see, yeah. Futurama, I think is a superior show. We we've talked about that before. Um, but, uh, I mean the early Simpsons, don't get me wrong. The early, there, there was a, like you, you always say there was a sweet spot. <laughs> There's a sweet spot of The Simpsons, which is excellent, but um, but I I do enjoy Futurama more. I think it's a it's a bit of a smarter show. I think they they really set things up very well in Futurama. Was that after they came back to Comedy Central, they're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but um, I guess we'll roll right into uh, the IMDb game, and then we'll. Uh, 
we'll get to talking about all the stuff that we want to that we want to talk about. Uh, HBO Max is probably the biggest story. I don't think there's any story, you know, whether it's entertainment or politics or, <laughs> or anything that's bigger than HBO Max right now. And certainly nothing that I can nothing, think of. Nothing bigger than HBO Max going on right now. <laughs> no, nothing that I can think of that's overshadowed it in, in any way. <laughs> yep. So uh uh anyway, um so here's uh what'd you say? You're like so anyway, Remod. Yeah. Here's your uh here's your first clue, Mike. Uh I think I'm gonna go with the one in uh drug or no, I'm not gonna do the one in drugs, alcohol, and smoking. There's only one in drugs, alcohol, and smoking. But I think I'll go with um violence and gore um uh, two men play a mortal combat video game we see punches land and two fatalities in which the characters are dismembered and killed uh this is very familiar um terminator 2 no uh let's see how about okay i'm gonna do profanity 103 uses of fuck, 19 uses of the N-word, 41 uses of shit. So Quarantino, Tarantino movie? Did you want me to answer that question? Uh, hmm. I cannot think what that would be. Uh, Let's see. I will say... Death proof. No. Uh, okay. Under sex and nudity, naked female boobies in several scenes. That's exactly how whoever decided to write this wrote it. Naked female boobies in several scenes. Uh, point break. No. Uh, let's see. At a party. A man puts a dildo to his face, pretending it's a phone. Is this uh, like Deuce Bigelow 2 or something? No. Uh, let's see. Uh, no actual sex scenes, <laughs> which I guess is true. Yeah, I guess, that, I mean, not on screen. Um, uh, this one is, is a, I think this one should be a decent hint. Uh, sexual. He- yeah, go ahead. You know, I, just, I just realized that I, I, I falsely remember that uh, Deuce Bigelow two said the N word nineteen times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's clearly not it. <laughs> uh, sexual humor, as the title of as the title of the film should imply. However, nearly all of the sexuality is hilarious. Don't be a menace to South Central. No. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, a man watches Dawn of the Dead on a large screen TV, and we see one zombie character biting the neck of a man. Blood spurts. The man watching screams in horror. Two men play a video game where one character cuts the other in half and blood sprays. In another round, one character cuts another character's head off. So that gives you a little bit of the time of a time, you know, because they're watching Dawn of the Dead. Sure. 
this that movie with uh, where Bill Murphy's the uh, zombie guy, like Zombie Land or something like that? No. <laughs> um, a woman yells at a man on the telephone and tells him to kill himself. <laughs> a man yells at a woman. A man yells at his boss and threatens to burn a store down. <laughs> Behind of Dr. Moreau. No. Uh, a woman drives a car while... No, this isn't the uh, behind what? the scenes of a woman of, the, of the Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, a woman <laughs> drives a car while very drunk. Oh, my. She swerves through traffic. She sideswipes I many cars. I what this is. I'm pretty sure this is a 40-year-old virgin. That is correct. I, I remember the killing part. I had a feeling that the the 19 uses of the N-word would throw you off a little bit. I know which character, I know which two characters say it. But it's so, so. so crazy. Well, it's the, it's the, and I, I apologize to this, uh, this actor because he's very funny. Um, in some in the other stuff I've seen him, but I can't remember his name. But the black guy that works with them at the store, and then the Indian guy oh, that I didn't notice that one one guy was black or Indian because <laughs> you're colorblind. Yep. And then the uh, and then the the Indian dude in the uh, in the store <laughs> says it a bunch of times too. Forgot about that. And then the guy who was his friend uh, killed his daughter in real life. <laughs> oh, did he? Like honor, like killing kind of thing. I think. Oh my god, terrible! Like I think she went like data boy and he strangled her as one does. Wow, I had no, I had no idea that Paul Rudd killed his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess don't try to date Paul Rudd's daughter. He killed her like a like the Mac and Me style killer. <laughs> <laughs> He keeps, he keeps reacting to crime on Conan and everyone just thinks it's like a joke. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that guy's name, but I, I remember the um I remember that story that you're talking about. Uh <laughs> no, what was his name? Um I'm I'm gonna get oh so by the way, Romani Malco, that's uh his friend, uh Jay. And he is, he's very funny. Well, he's not a lot more stuff. He's very good in the, the show Weeds as well. Mm -hmm. um, he, I think I forgot to mention that I watched the Love Guru a few weeks ago, or maybe I did mention it. We did a dumpster diving on it. Really? Okay, yeah. That, yeah, that's we right. did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot, I forgot we made it do it. But, but I mean, he's he's really funny in that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. He's a very, he's a very funny guy. I, I seen him in a while and i don't know why because he's like I, I mean you know why wouldn't you want a funny guy you know and more stuff yeah agreed uh but yeah i like him a lot uh i didn't know stormy daniels was in this movie <laughs> she plays the porn I, I, star i think i knew that because uh what's his name seth rogan had known her like after the, it came up and they said that he had talked to her knew her from uh the 40 year old virgin mm -hmm. porn star who is i don't remember that role in the movie uh, I think it's just like they watch a porn movie and she happens to be in it. Oh, really? Because I think, I think they actually had known each other through it for some reason, but yeah, I don't know. Are you ready for uh, my entry into the IMDb Parents Guide game? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one killed uh, his daughter <laughs> because I found Jerry Bedknob and Broomsticks. That's the... Um, 
that's that's the one guy he's uh he's by the way he's uh bengali uh i don't want to uh, offend the bengalis out there but um no which (laughs) which one was it though who 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 killed his dark hair i believe you remember his uh the other uh foreign gentleman with the dark hair i think he's the one who killed it if you just looked up uh, oh yeah i know who you're talking about now um i can see his face now he's younger looking um that's who it was yeah one second yeah start to read my thing i'm gonna look this up a boy and girl kiss passionately then he fondles her bare breasts while kissing her stomach i don't remember that part of this movie at all um hmm is it uh uh what the hell is that called um super bad no okay we see a ceramic figurine of a topless woman used as a bong to smoke marijuana oh my god that sounds so familiar um i believe it's together in the theater oh, holy shit um Mm. Ah, damn it. Um, it's not Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but that'll be my guess. No, it's not. Because I need to think a little bit more. Oh man, this sounds like a, I think Matt might have put this entry on here. <laughs> uh, when when one of the characters is afraid and try to search his house, he pushes his dog into the hallway before him. During the scene, you can clearly see the dog has an erection, as is, and it is protruding from its sheath. <laughs> protruding from its sheath. They call that the red rock. <laughs> when someone's trying to search his house, is that what you said? Yeah, he's afraid and trying to search his house. He pushes his own dog into the hallway, and the dog's just sporting a you know a giant erection. Apparently. Hmm. I'm gonna say Super Troopers. No. All right. Some of the scenes are frightening. Some are comical. Most are gory. Hmm. Most are gory. Another one. That's not a very good clue. A man sticks a knitting needle through a man's ears. We see it sticking out of both sides of his head and shoots another in the face with a taser that electrocutes him and burns his face. Idle hands? Hands. Very good. Oh, nice. Pull that together. I wasn't sure, though. Yeah, that I like when you did the uh the yeah, the, the the knitting needle one that that finally got it for me. But yeah, that and then everything, you know, fell into place from there. That's I did I do think we saw that in the, in the theater together. I like that uh I like that movie. Uh, with Jessica Alba in it and uh, that was a very uh, nice experience. Oh, for sure. Do you remember the name of the band at the end of the movie? Uh it's The Offspring, right? Um Shelly Malley. That's the name of the guy that murdered his daughter. Okay. Uh, let's speaking see. Of the offspring. Yeah. Speaking of the speaking of his offspring. Oh God. <laughs> oh wait. Smooth transition there. Maybe he didn't. Uh, let's see. He was convicted of attempted premeditated murder and assault with a deadly weapon on a former girlfriend, and served eight years of a fourteen-year. Uh, to life term at Chuckawalla, which I think is the name of a uh, offspring uh, album. <laughs> Valley State Prison in Southern California. Oh, 
see, I thought one of them tried or did kill his daughter. I don't know. See, apparently uh, he attacked, he, let's see, he stabbed his ex-girlfriend, Kendra Beebe, 25 times. Wow. Excessive. He was arrested the next day as he got off a train in Oceanside. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucked up. But apparently he's, uh, he was paroled, so... He's out. He's out on the street again. Ready for the fifty-year-old, fifty-year-old only fucking chick. He's <laughs> fifty years old. He's only fucked his way. Right. The fifty-year-old only had sex with Catherine Keener. <laughs> right. With that voice. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, but I chose um, the forty-year-old virgin today because uh, we watched something with Steve Carell in it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't the forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, you like the movie a lot. It was the new Netflix uh, television series, Space Force. Yeah. Mike, what'd you think of? Uh, would you, did you watch just the first episode? Did you watch a few of them? I actually watched quite a few. I actually like the show. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so we we finally disagree on something. <laughs> now here's the thing. Um, this is what I'll say about the, about the show, uh, the positives about the show. Well, the positive about the show. Um, I like Steve Carell and I like, um, uh, Oh yeah. John Malkovich. And they have really good chemistry together and I think they work well together and they're both very good actors and Steve Carell is a surprisingly good actor. I mean, I know he's Mm -hmm. good stuff, but I haven't seen like, uh, it's a movie about the, uh, DuPont murder, like it's all like Fox, Fox catcher, like Fox catcher. I really want to see that, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah, he's. I haven't seen that yet either, but he's supposedly very good in that. I've heard that from from a number of people. Um, I hear he's decent in uh, The Big Short. You said you've seen that one, right? I like him in that. Um, but yeah, he's a very good actor. Obviously, Mal- Malkovich is a very good actor, and I care about their characters. The problem I have with the show is it's not funny. <laughs> Like I don't find. That's why I disagree. Really, you think it's funny? I didn't find much of it funny. See, it's kind of. It's it, first of all, the whole tone of the show is very odd. It is. It, it very seamlessly blends like madcap comedy and like serious drama and like a very dry, almost like British, like sense of like wry, you know, with witticisms and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Show- a lot of the show's humor, for me at least, like there, there's like there's like sly comments that are often made at the end of things that you don't catch at first. Mm-hmm. But that's like oh my, like especially the 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 episodes after the first one. The first one is a lot of setting up, but it does it pretty succinctly. I think they take the um, basically he, he thinks he's gonna be, he's gonna be you know his fourth star. He's in the air force. He thinks he's taking over as the head of the air force, right? But he's the newly minted space force. This joke was a lot funnier two years ago. I, I might add, which you know would probably have helped, right? And also the, the timing, I, I assume it was deliberately done to coincide with the launch of SpaceX. I have to imagine, yeah. Because I, I think it's like two years older or something like that, which obviously is never a good sign. I mean, I mean, you know, if you hear something's been delayed two years, it's usually like fucking uh, Justice League something or other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's uh, the first episode. It sets him up. He like he's had this new space force. He has like a, a nice rivalry with his. Um, his, uh, you know, other branches of the military, particularly the Air Force guy. I can't remember the guy who plays. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I mean, I don't know the name of the guy who plays him. Kick Grabison? 
Okay, because no, no, I mean the actor who plays him. Yeah, because the other ones are all well. I mean, Jane Lynch is the head of the Navy. Patrick mm-hmm. Bader is the head of the Army, I believe, and uh, Patrick. Uh, shit, what's his name? Warburton. Warburton. Yeah, he's he's the head of the Marines, and there's a guy who's the head of the Coast Guard. There's a guy. There's like an ongoing joke. He just like shows up like, get out of here. And he's like, <laughs> I have no like, patience for. Bro, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, I, mean, that... I mean, the cast is amazing. Everybody in this is very good. Well, that's the thing is like it's you know Steve Steve Carell, John Malkovich. I am a huge fan of Ben Schwartz. I, I mentioned Jake and Amir uh, yesterday, or uh, not yesterday, but the the last episode, and that's the first. Yeah, he's really funny in here too. That's the first place I I saw him in, but I think he was on he's on Parks and Rec or something, right? Like people know him from that. I don't I don't know. I've never I've only seen some of Parks and Rec. It was okay, but it wasn't. I, I didn't keep up with it. There's a lot of there's and and uh Diana Silvers is in here as as Aaron Naird uh um you know Steve Carell's daughter uh um Kudrow plays his wife. Yep. Um after the, after the very did you just watch one episode Mark or did you watch a few? I watched the first I think 3 or 4 is what I got through I so far. About that. Did you see the part where they visit Lisa Kudrow in prison? Yes. <laughs> She is. Oh my god, that was the funniest scene. Like her, her reactions are mm-hmm. so like you know, just like you know, just nonchalant. It's just like, oh my god. <laughs> as far as I know, they haven't mentioned why she's in prison yet. Mm-hmm. No, they haven't, and, and that's that's a funny thing too. That's one thing I did appreciate about that. They didn't just like expedition roll out when they talk about it. It's like, you know, they don't say because they they all know. <laughs> they, they all know what yeah, happens. That's, that's, that's a very good point in the show. There isn't much at all of that. You know, I mean, there's not like, well, hold on. You mean you were in the army and now you're in the Air Force? I mean, I mean, they kind of show that at the beginning, but uh, there's a lot of references to the president and uh, later the, the first lady, but they mm-hmm. don't explicitly mention, but it's obviously Donald Trump they are referring to. Yeah. And and I, they don't go too hard of that, which I, which I appreciate because it's very easy, especially, you know, with like the, you know, liberal media, as you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding, but I mean, it is mostly you know Hollywood people tend to slant towards you know a more liberal slash democratic type perspective. But I mean, they mention it, and yeah, it's like you could have used another president; and it would have been the same joke. You know? Yeah, pretty much. But it is. It, it's also. It, it, it's all. I also kind of appreciate that they have. So, like in the, I think it's in the first episode or maybe the second episode. He meets with Senator like Schlemer or something like that. Yeah, ob- yeah, yeah. Schlumer. So it's obviously Chuck Schumer, and there's obviously like Nancy Pelosi and a, a- the angry young Congresswoman is what they call her. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah, yeah. it's it's Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Um, so I think you know it's kind of uh, you know I I think that that's they there's a little a little bit of political humor in there, but like you said, it doesn't go you know overboard. It, it's very generic too. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're obviously characters. There's no one who's gonna think that you're really trying to, you know, insult any of these figures. Uh, no, Noah Emmerich is the is the the head of the Air Force. Kick, kick, okay, Grabison. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what else he might have been in or anything. Yet, but uh, but Steve he was Carell, Truman's I, friend in the Truman Show. I've never seen the Truman Show. Oh, I like that movie. I mean, I've seen like tiny snippets of it. He's like in a boat or something, but I, I've never yeah. really seen much, if all, any of that. I mean. I've missed a lot of Jim Carrey movies. My wife tells me the Majestic is very good, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. that one. I- mm-hmm. One one big surprise for me because I didn't read a lot about this before I watched it. But one surprise to me is the great Fred Willard's in it. 
And he's hilarious in this, by the he way. He is very like that's those those are the parts that I really laughed out loud at. But yeah, yeah. I mean, again, the I mean, I think we need to talk. I mean, Steve, I know you said you didn't find this especially funny. You said I could I can appreciate and understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I consider this almost more like a drama with like moments of like comedy, you know, peppered in. Well, that's the thing. Expect- I liked it as a drama. I, but it, but I didn't find it particularly. There were some scenes, especially uh, some scenes with Ben Schwartz, uh, that I thought were funny. I thought the kind of beginning uh, when we first meet John Malkovich's character, uh, Doctor Mallory, I, I thought that was kind of funny. How you know Corral walks in and he's like, you know, you know, we chose you for this because we thought you were open to. We're gonna have to let you go. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm the one that runs this. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of uh, see. I'm, I'm a, a little. I find it a little unbelievable that he's such. Maybe not. I mean, he is a military professional. Uh, he mentioned he was in Bosnia and he was chased for ten days by like mm-hmm. the Serbian army at one point. Yeah. Um, but I feel that he he would they would pick somebody who was a little more knowledgeable on the science aspects. But, but that really wouldn't work as a show, I suppose. And and in, in real life, unfortunately, uh, that's not the case uh, currently, at least. Right. With I mean, there's a book by Michael Lewis. It's called. Uh, I can't. I cannot remember the name, but it's like the fourth something, and it's like the most damning indictment of the Trump administration ever. Which is they don't know what they're doing and they weren't prepared. It, it's a it's a terrifying book if you read it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, he he does a very good job of playing like a gruff, you know, like a really idealistic, but you know, no nonsense. You know, he obviously wants to, you know do the best thing, uh, military. You know, very straight laced, straight character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and John I'm sorry. No, good, good. Well, and it's only has really been hinted before, like in being John Malkovich, he is a, an amazing comedic actor. He's hilarious in this. Like he he's, his character is funny. He's he's likable. He's you know he's you know smarmy. He's every. I mean, he's he's a great fun character. I, I really enjoy his performance. I mean, it's weird how it's like the comedy and drama. I mean, I wonder if more dramatic actors. Well, I guess what's his name? The guy who's in um, Step Brothers, John. Uh, um. He's, you know, I'm talking about the other guy yeah. here, the guy, uh, but he's 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 he was uh, a dramatic actor first. I think he was mostly yeah. in like uh, a lot of Tom's Paul Anderson movies. He was in Magnolia at least, he was mm-hmm. in Boogie Nights. Yep. What the fuck is his name? I, I, I like him a lot. I just can't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah, so Will Ferrell and um, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. There you go. Yeah, even his name is like more of like a serious actor name. Right. Um. Sorry, but part four, John C. Riley. <laughs> There is there is a a, a line. I, did you get to the episode where they do the like the space wars or whatever it is where they do the well, the first episode? Oh, when they do the paintball kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I just started on. That's the most recent one I'm on. There's a well, I won't, I won't, I, won't, I, I don't, this doesn't really spoil anything, but there's a line that Malkovich has in in that episode that I think is very funny, uh, like very understatedly funny. They're um. They're like, they meet each other. This is before the war games start and everything. And they're like kind of trash talking with each other. And that kick Grabison guy, he says, like, as they're leaving, he looks at Malkovich and he goes, I like your suit. And uh, Malkovich goes, this is, uh, this isn't a suit. This is an ensemble. Everything uh, (laughs) chosen, uh, you know, purposely or something like that. But he says it really softly and it's like a throwaway line. It's, it's very funny. Yeah, he's, he's very good. As you mentioned, Ben Schwartz is hilarious. He's like the conniving, like media manipulation, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in charge of the media for uh, 
Space Force. His I like his daughter. She's pretty good. And his uh, the woman who's his pilot uh, slash driver captain. I can't remember her name. Uh, she's, Angela her name Ali. That's her. That's yeah, her character's name. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Willard is. I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that they they have him. Like clearly, he has like suffering from some kind of like dementia, and but like it's played for laughs, which I, I didn't quite expect. You know, these. <laughs> modern politically correct era but it's hilarious i mean fred willard as always is you know funny oh yeah absolutely uh but yeah it's so like i said even when he's popping off the back of a movie theater he's got some smarmy (laughs) one-liners well like i said i there was so there's i'm starting to think that maybe i liked it a little bit more than, than i let on originally um which which sometimes happens when you and i talk about about things um but you're a fucking follower, that's why. <laughs> but I, I'll I'll say this for it. I watched the first episode, I thought to myself, eh, it's not that funny, but I kept watching it, and as I kept watching it, I care about these characters, especially yeah. Steve Carell and John Malkovich. Like I really do yeah, care about the relationship. them. Interesting. Yeah, I just I like that Malkovich is like, you know, the very moral, idealistic what you want people involved in the space program to be, but you know, there's obviously a conflict because this specifically was invented for the purpose of warfare extraplanetary. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and it shows in the first episode that it's needed because um, in the very first episode, it's a very elaborate race. And, like, you know, they want to, there's a lot of pressure to launch this, uh, this ship. And fortunately, unlike in real life, they, you know, he, he feels he has to launch it or he won't be able to, you know, succeed or continue along within the Space Force. And they shoot it in the space, and then at the end of the first episode, uh, a Chinese uh, spacecraft cuts off the uh, the arms of it, so it won't be able to move around. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, it's the. And so unfortunately, they're right. Right. Yeah, because obviously the Chinese are already up there, and yeah, the the second so the second episode maybe is the one where where I but I you know it's so funny because I'm chuckling thinking about it now, but as I was watching, I'm like, ah, eh, it's not that funny. Um, yeah, I like how the first episode seamlessly goes right to the second episode too. Mm-hmm. And, and just one more comment, real quick. Um, I think I liken this more to like a comedy style, like a Mike Judge type comedy. It's not really in your face, but it's very clever. And there are a lot of like lines that I find very funny. Um, it's more like it's like if you're watching Silicon Valley or if you're watching like Extract or Idiocracy. First time you watch it, it might not be hilarious. It's like very a very slow burn, which I appreciate. And like you said, it works better as a drama. I think. Yeah. And see, it's possible that I didn't give that I didn't because I, you know, I was doing other things and stuff like that, as you do a lot of times um, when I was watching this, because I watched it mostly on my phone, actually. Um, But it's possible that I didn't give the humor enough credit. But to the show's credit, like I said, the relationships and the characters were fleshed out enough and I cared enough about them that I wanted to keep watching it. And I did keep watching it. Um, So... You know that's uh, that definitely says says something for it. Um, yeah, he wants to launch because he feels like if if they don't launch, because the Congress people are there, if he doesn't launch, they, they, they won't get funding. To, yeah, we forgot to mention uh, that they cut forward two years after he like two years into his career at the Space Force mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, because it starts out with you know when Trump basically says uh, that he wants a Space Force, and then. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it cuts two years to basically current time, kind of, um, or actually two years ago now. Yeah, I guess that would be that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it, you know, it's interesting too. It, it's also interesting that, like you said, that they're not, you know, there's some there's some jokes at uh, President Trump's expense, 
Which I think is fine. You know, like uh, I've seen shows with, you know, jokes at George W. Bush's expense, Bill Clinton's expense, Barack Obama's expense. So, you know, I think that's fine as long as they don't. I think they're reasonable to it. They're not like, you know, like they're not like the more horrific parts, you know, like, oh, he's killing people or, you know, right. people in cages. it's more like his wife is really into fashion. And that's a very funny joke that I, I think that whole, probably the whole episode. Yeah, that is, that is pretty funny. Actually, the, the whole, the stuff with the redesigning the uniforms and everything. Um, and I, I looked it up before I forget his, his secretary. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, it's in quite a few, pardon me. No, go ahead. He's in uh, he's in the X Files actually. Mm-hmm. He's in a very funny episode where he said, "Pardon me, I have the hiccups, which is great." Okay. He says he's a, he's like a lost partner of Mulder and Scully. I, I really I really like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um. His uh his name. Let me think. Uh, I know his name. Um. Dang it. Ugh. Give me a minute. I'll I'll think of his name. But um. But I think I do think that it's funny that uh the you know. Like you said, I mean, most of the people that made this show, I don't know for a fact. I know Steve Carell's fairly liberal, um, but most of the show that most of the people that made this show are probably more liberal. But I think it's funny that they basically say in the show, as you pointed out at the end of that first episode with the Chinese satellite, that like, well, Trump's right. It's needed because, <laughs> you know, if this if this satellite wasn't there, maybe they'd be taking out the Internet. Maybe they'd be, you know. There's definitely, and and it is you know people laughed and everything when he said space force and and all that stuff, um, but it, it's it is a possible legitimate concern that that could be a future of warfare as our as our country and our world becomes more and more dependent on technology, uh, and satellites that power that technology, that you know that that's. A one place warfare definitely could, you know, extend to. So, yeah, yeah John Malkovich, like, uh, they have like a really funny uh, hearing, like a congressional hearing, uh, and Steve Carell's like just saying outlandish things. He's trying to get John Malkovich's character to speak the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And they finally get in front of the uh, the brash young congresswoman from New York. Um, I forget her name in here, but it's also like a Hispanic kind of name. It's it, it's it's obvious, uh, uh, you know, uh, replacement for her. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he gives like Steve Crow gives this really impassioned speech because she goes, Why 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 do you, you know, spend ten thousand dollars to bring an orange up in outer space? Which cargo expenses wise, yeah, that's probably close to being accurate. Yeah, for sure. He gives a really, he gives a really amazing speech, you know, really well written and, and touching, I think, mm-hmm. about like, you know, how important it is. I mean, because I, I'm a I'm a big believer in, you know, space, you know, technology and exploring it and, you know. Set. I mean, I mean, the SpaceX launches over the last week. Wow, I love that. I, I could watch those clips over and over of this shuttle, the mm-hmm. boosters landing, you know, simultaneously with the last one and stuff. But I mean, yeah, it, it's important, and yes, it's very expensive, which is what they're trying to cut the cost down with, like you know, commercial space travel. Yeah, and that that speech is when I like. I think when I've because at that point, before that point, it's kind of like uh, you know, General Naird. That's um, that's Steve Carell's character. Uh, before that point, he's kind of a buffoon, a- almost like, I mean, he d- he says one thing at the end of the the end of the the first episode where he says, you know, the one scientist had an umbrella with him and there were only two clouds in the sky, and he said that you know that that kind of that kind of caution is not going to get us back to the moon, which is probably true. A lot of those those people that formulated NASA were 
incredible risk takers. I mean, very smart. And, you know, the astronauts, uh, you know, and, and the scientists, incredible risk takers. So, you know, it makes yeah, a lot of very brave, very intelligent. That's what mm-hmm. an astronaut's like a very top level athlete who's also a genius. I mean, yeah, a lot like there was one recently who was a graduate of Harvard Medical School and a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the type of people you get who actually make it into the program. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, he says that and you kind of get a glimpse that there's more depth to his character than the, you know, the silly um, facade. But that speech that he gives, that's when I was fir- that's when I first was like, oh, this is a character with depth. And like this is like this is a fully fleshed human being, because like you said, I mean, he does give a like a fantastic and passionate speech about how, you know, the people are up there risking their lives. And, you know, it, it's worth it. Like, you can't put a price on giving them a little bit of comfort, giving them a little bit of home while they're risking their lives for all of us to either to to further the cause of exploration or to, you know, safeguard space or to put these satellites uh, that will, you know, help us out like uh, Malkovich, uh, you know, mentions, uh, you know, yeah, climate satellites just, and things like that. Him and uh, Steve Carell's speeches should be played for anybody who has doubts about the space program. Absolutely. You know, 100% correct. You can tell people who wrote this are passionate, passionate about the program, you know. So, I mean, it is, it does have good parts as well as bad parts about, you know, space and science mm-hmm. and you know, all that. So, I mean, it's very expensive, incredibly expensive, but it's probably worth it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, uh, so overall, I would say that I liked the show. Uh, I just guess I expected it to be. I don't know. I think I think it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be. Well, I, I think just that, and also, I mean, the expectations for a Greg Daniels slash Steve Carell show. I mean, people think it's going to be like the next Office, you know, right? Like joke after joke, you know, uh, maybe a couple, you know, smirks at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think I think I'm just saying, you know, like if you hear like like Mike Judge's first thing is Beefs and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Then when you hear from the make, you know, the maker of Beefs and Butthead, idiocracy, it's not the same thing at all. It's no. not the same kind of humor, but I mean, it's. It's. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of The Office. I don't think it's bad. It's just. I mean, there's. It has its. You know, moments. Mm-hmm. I, I. I. I like this. I'm gonna watch the rest of it. I. I don't know that it'll be renewed since it seems to have some kind of like critical like you know dismay towards mm-hmm. it. But I. I if. I, if the rest is good, I hope they do another season. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish it as well. Uh, like I said. Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna rewatch a little bit of it too, because I want to look with a little more discerning eye at the at the humor. Um, because especially if it's and because you and I have pretty similar tastes in humor, and if it's if it's, it's like humor is almost like a bonus to the show. It's not really you know. I mean, it's I, I like the show. I'm gonna keep watching it. Like I said, um, I could see not. I could see how people wouldn't like it, especially if they did have different expectations. But it's I I I, I appreciate that. I like. I like it. Yeah, I, and like I said, I like the characters. I, I think it's well written in in the story. The storyline and the plot, I think, is really well written. And oh, another actor I forgot that I really like who's in this is uh, Jimmy Yang. He was in Silicon Valley as Jin Yang. Yes, he's one of the scientists, and, and the scientists have like hilarious lines because like Steve Carell is like always like he puts a suggestion in the box at one point to fix the satellite, and it just says Bob. <laughs> Yes. Like, like, Bob. Like, Whoever put that okay, it was me. But like, and then when he talks to the other Air Force guy, he goes, Did you did you try to use a bomb? He's like, I, I don't know. It didn't work. That was that was pretty funny, actually. He's like, Did you did you blow something up? 
He goes, uh, I, 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 tr- I suggested that they shot it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, um, I, I'm gonna finish it too. I, uh, you know, I, like I said, I like the, I like the characterization. I like the story of it. I, it, I'm definitely interested in it. And I want to know what happens. I want to know what his wife did, why she's in prison. I want to know what's gonna happen with his daughter. Again, I'm not a, again, I'm not a big fan of Friends, but Lisa Kudrow was hilarious. In- Oh yeah, she's very funny. I I didn't like her very much in Friends. I'm not I'm not the world's biggest fan of Friends either, uh, just in general. But I w- I didn't like you know like I never thought she was hilarious in that show. But in almost every other thing I've seen her in, I thought she's I thought she's very funny. Yeah, it's it's she's really good. Everybody in this is good. There's not one bad actor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but have you? Uh, I watched one other thing that I want to talk about real quick, but have you have you watched anything else this week that you want to uh, mention? I made mention this last week, but I've been watching a lot of Bosch. Yeah, you you actually mentioned it to me, but not on the show. I I want to catch that too. I mean, it's I really like the novels a lot. It it is different. The characters are a lot more outgoing. Um, it, a, a lot of good actors. It has a lot of people from The Wire, which I like. His partner is uh. Jamie Hector, he played uh, Marlo Sandfield on The Wire. Um, uh, the chief, of, uh, kind of the deputy chief, was also on The Wire. I, I like the show a lot. I, I kind of slowed down the second season. I'm not as into the plot as I was in the first one because I was more familiar with the storyline because it's an older book they're, they're working Because mm-hmm. so far, they're using different books. Like the first one was Echo Park and uh, City of Bones. They got to combine the two. Uh-huh. This one is Trunk Music so far, which I, I, that's not one of my favorite books by him, but I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, I'm I, I'm probably gonna check out the first season. Maybe we can talk about the first season uh next week. Um but apparently I have every streaming service now, so Yeah, I think I do too, except for Disney Plus. Yeah, I have that one too. The only one I guess I don't have is uh CBS All Access. Oh yeah, I don't have that. But I don't want that. So don't wanna, I, I kinda wanna watch the Twilight Zone though. Yeah, I've but you know the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone is on Netflix, so I think I just watched that. I've heard I've heard it's not great, the new the new oh, iteration of it. I thought it was like a Jordan Peele. Maybe he just hosted though. Maybe he didn't like have anything to do with the stories or anything. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Um But yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I might try to check out the new Twilight Zone. I'm sure it'll be available somewhere at some point. I'm not paying for CBS All Access. Not I'll, until I'll give any Twilight Zone a shot, any iteration of it. Yeah, even the uh, Stacy Keach one from like the nineties. A couple of those were okay, actually. Yeah, if, if it's the one that had um, the, like the Jason Alexander one is actually kind of good. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one about like the end of the. I, I like the ones I saw. Yeah, uh, but the other thing that I saw this week that I wanted to mention is because I have HBO Max, I also have access to every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which oh nice, which I love. So I've been watching the most recent season. Uh, I'm two episodes in to the most recent season. Um, yeah, I'm about four or five. I haven't finished it yet, which I should before my thing runs out. I uh, I love in the first episode. The first episode just begins. It's a, it's the be- I think it's maybe the best way to bring the show back because you know as those as those of you who are fans of Kirby Enthusiasm know. Uh, Larry David tends to take long breaks in between seasons as he comes up with ideas, which I'm completely fine with. I'm I I would rather wait for him to have a good idea and and plot out because that I mean it's mostly improv, but they you know he plots out the entire arc of the season 
how it's going to go. And then most scenes are like, you know, like a rough outline of, hey, this is what needs to happen in this scene. And then a lot of the individual dialogue is is improvised. But I'd rather him take a long time to make a good one, which he always seems to do, than to uh, rush a bad one. But I, I think it's like the best way to reestablish the show. He's walking. He's walking down the street, talking to Jeff. It's a uh, you know a one shot where the camera's kind of like panning, like you know uh, dollying back as they're walking down the street. Some people are taking selfies of themselves with a selfie stick, and he just grabs it, smashes it over his knee, and hands it back and says, "Here you go." And they're like, "What the fuck?" And he just, no explanation, doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> Just like, here's something I think is dumb, so I'm going to smash it. And then there you go. Um, like, best way to reestablish the show and character. Oh, yeah, it's always gold. I mean, that's basically that's basically a previously on every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm is him doing that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this season so far. Uh, you know, lots of... of staples of uh curb your enthusiasm and, and, and larry david's humor um a woman who is very visibly pregnant uh running on the treadmill and <laughs> drinking coffee and he does not like it at all <laughs> and oh also they mention that jeff kind of looks like harvey weinstein which yes yes he probably does get that a lot i, I hadn't thought about that but he probably does get that probably He's sitting on the the couch in Larry's office and his secretary walks in and she goes, you, you're friends with this monster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of humor directed um, about, not necessarily at, but just about the me too stuff. Um, and you know, it's, it's like I said, I'm only a couple episodes in so far. I've been watching uh, Space Force, so I've kind of been going back and forth between the two. But, but you know, it's it's typical, hilarious, curb your enthusiasm stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to finishing it. And to me, it's you know, it alone is almost worth the uh, the price of, of HBO Max. The back episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, love HBO it. has so many good things. It's got the Sopranos. It's got the Wire. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Deadwood, which I hear is good. I didn't get into it that much. I'll try it again at some point because uh, Justified was obviously in it. right. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to watch the Wire now because I have HBO Max. I'm going to go back and watch the Wire. Just for Justified is in the next season of uh, Fargo, I think. Oh, is he? He's also in the next episode, uh, next season of The Mandalorian. Remember you told, were telling me that. I'm still got to watch. See, I'm really conflicted because I hate Star Wars so much. I mean, it sounds kind of interesting. Here's more like a western. It is. It is more like a, it's 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 a western with um with Star Wars paint over the top of it. That's basically what it is. The storylines and the plots and the characters are basically all western motif stuff, and it's just got Star Wars paint around it. Because there's no big, there's no big destiny or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably not watch it. Uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't. But I mean, there's 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 some Baby Yoda in it too. So. Oh, oh, is there? I hadn't heard. <laughs> I assume I that they. Make a meme out of it. I assume that that stuff is the stuff you would really hate, and it's 
it's not like it's it's not like it's a small aspect of the uh, of the show. It's pretty it's pretty much in there. Awesome, baby Yoda. Yeah, everyone thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, I mean, it's just like it's like the yeah, it's like the gremlin thing, the Mogwai. They they made something exactly. they made something with big eyes. Um, you know, and and those like triangle type, like almost like rabbit ears, right? And if you make anything that with the big eyes like that, it just it automatically looks cute. I don't know what it is about the way humans look at things, but that looks cute to humans. Babies look like that. Yeah, I guess. Big eyed babies. Yeah. Oh wow. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, so that is our show for for the week, Mike. Um, you got anything else you want to tell the people before we go? Uh, yeah, if you uh, haven't seen the SpaceX launch or the booster landing mm-hmm. set up, it's uh, very awesome. Um, yep. I have the video saved on my computer. Oh, uh, I assume you don't want to talk about the protest going on right now? We can. We can talk about it if you want. We got political yeah. earlier and half of our audience turned off, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, just to reiterate, I mean, I, again, the confusion, like where people, I, I hate seeing people put all lives matter because it's just not what is being tried to be said at all. It's just dumb. Right. Yeah. Th- unfortunately, when people say black lives matter, for some reason, people, um, they put the word, they put the word only in front of that. Uh, I don't know why, but in their minds, they put in their only black lives matter. When that's not the sentiment, the sentiment is Black Lives Matter too. Yeah, I think if it was named differently, maybe people would get it, but I doubt that still because there's just a lot of dumb people out there. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, lots of uh, lots of unfortunate... I, I tell you what, though. Uh, my wife showed me one uh, very nice story, and uh, I don't want to speak out of school here, but as far as I know... Because uh, I watched a documentary a while ago about Flint and uh, and Flint's uh, the state status of their police department and 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 all this stuff. Uh, it was like a big behind the scenes for a few years um, about Flint. I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head, but I think it's on Hulu. Um, Flint is it Flint City, Michigan? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, and it was very illuminating. And from what I've seen in there and what I've read, and like I said, I don't know if, you know, if you've got a news story that contradicts me or whatever, I guess fine, go ahead and, and, and post it for us. But as from what I know, uh, Flint does a really good job with policing. They do a lot of community policing. The, they're, the police know a lot of the people in the neighborhood, even though, even though they have, you know, a decent amount of crime, even though it's a racially divided city. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of this strife. Michael Moore was born there and lived there his whole life. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be a lot of of this uh, strife with the police in Flint because they do things the right way. They do community policing and stuff. So in the midst of all these violent protests going on, one thing that was kind of nice um, that I saw and that my wife showed me is uh, people that made videos of the Flint police. And they come, they came up, uh, you know, the protesters had gathered the, uh, you know, one of the, the chiefs or the sheriff or whatever came up with the other police and said, Hey, you know, we want to have a peaceful protest here. You know, we want to turn this into a parade. Uh, you know, I've, uh, 
you know, I put my, you know, my baton's gone, my weapon's gone, my helmet's gone. It's all over there. I'm not taking that with me. Let's let's march together, you know, like for justice and everything. And the police marched with the citizens through Flint, and it was completely peaceful. And there was yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I saw that too. That was a really nice video. I, I think what's what's kind of interesting is both of them have like the same similar position. Like it's like. Uh, you know the Black Lives Matter people say like, oh, the police won't speak out about the bad ones, but then like every like racist person is like, oh, the the bad black people won't speak out against the good ones. I mean, they have the same kind of insider us against them sort of mentality. I mean, right. honestly, I think who can't get get behind being against police? That's a very bad sentence. Who isn't against police brutality? I don't care, you know, what race a person is, where they're from. I mean, the police are not meant to... This isn't a military organization. At least they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are to protect and to serve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think everybody should be uh, against police brutality. I think everybody should be against uh, the, you know, killing of unarmed people. Uh, This guy, George Floyd, you know, was detained because supposedly uh the the twenty dollar bill that he uh you know used in this uh store or whatever was counterfeit so right and, and then what was it uh the guy in uh, uh forgive me i forget his name eric in uh in new york didn't the yeah. guy like suppose he was selling like loose cigarettes yeah like, eric, eric garner yeah right? yep. they, i mean they choke men to death for like petty petty crimes i mm-hmm. mean who cannot be against that and if you don't think there's a disproportionate response look at these uh you know, people who shoot up schools or nightclubs and you see them being led away in handcuffs. You know, they're not being choked to death on the ground for, you know, having a couple, you know, 20 cent cigarettes or stealing a cigarette or passing a bad bill. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think Mike and I are on this, the same page, of, uh, you know, as far as as far as this goes. And I mean, it's yeah, it's you know, it I, I tweeted um, a little while ago, I said, or, you know, I think a couple days ago. I said I'm not surprised at all about the Minneapolis riots. This was when it was, you know, like ba- not confined, but this was when, you know, Minneapolis Minneapolis basically started. I said I'm not surprised about them because, you know, only only people that are dumb or arrogant or both would think that you could um abuse, you know, a certain race of people in this country over and over again have nothing done about it basically and expect anything else. You know, I mean like this is a lot of frustration and a lot of anger coming to the surface because, you know, Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeled and they called him a son of a bitch and, and, and whatever um, and said he was an asshole and stuff and said he was disrespecting the flag when that's not what his protest was about. That So a lot of people have tried um, peaceful protests. A lot of people have tried, uh, you know, like I, I can't remember who it was. I, th- I think it was David from David from uh, said, uh, hey, um, don't, uh, you know, like don't uh, commit violence against police or something like that. Um, vote the people out of office who put the corrupt police in, in place or whatever. And it's like, how about just change the system? You know, why not? Hey, that's a- Problem is a system. There, I mean, there is. Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand. There's systematic racism built into our country. right. Yeah. Yep. And that that's I mean, that's the stuff I that mean, needs the, to change. The most fortunate, well-off, you know, black person still doesn't have the same, you know, expectations that you know your poorest, rural-born white person has. I mean, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not the same expectations. You don't you don't live in the same society. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'll say this. So, you know, I guess what we're talking about kind of is white privilege. And I know that word or that phrase makes a lot of people angry. So let me try to explain to to everybody. White privilege doesn't mean your life's great. You can be white and still have shitty luck, be born poor, be born in a bad neighborhood, go to a bad school and not have advantages. What white privilege means is this. All this stuff going on. I have a friend uh, named um, Hussein, uh, who, who's, who happens to be black. And he posted on Facebook a conversation he had with his, with his young son, uh, Rocco. Uh, and it just says, you know, Rocco, uh, Dad, are you going to get killed one day because you're by the police because you're brown like that man was? And he responds, No. And his son goes, how do you know? And he responds, I don't know. I don't have to have that conversation with my kids. That's why, that's why privilege. I, I, I'm privileged that I don't have to have that kind of conversation with my kids. He does. That's the difference. No matter what, how much each one of us makes, no matter how educated each one of us is, no matter what, uh, where we live, I don't have to have that conversation, and he does. And it's psychologically traumatizing for, you know, black children everywhere uh, who I'm sure, you know, are afraid for the, for their own lives, for their parents' lives. Uh, that's what white privilege is. It just means that we don't have to. We, there's there's a hurdle there that we don't have to jump over. There's lots of hurdles. You know, everyone does have to jump over. Doesn't mean that we've got smooth sailing. It just means there's an extra hurdle we don't have to jump over that black people in general do. So, I mean, that's, you yeah, know. I, I, words are very, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, language and the way, like, mm-hmm. you know, like George Carlin style comedy is one of my favorite things. Uh, I think these are bad words. You know, white privilege is a bad phrase because it, it does have yeah. an inherent bias. Like, you know, and like, like, I don't like the word. It does sound like it, it does sound like you're saying that, you know, it's, it's easy being white, which again, isn't necessarily the case, but is it easier? Yeah, for sure. I mean, right. you says different is a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's the thing. And like, like, you know, I agree with you. I don't think white privilege is, is the way I don't think banding about that phrase is the way to, is a way forward to, to, you know, a lot of equality. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I understand people want something to rally behind, like, uh, in the Norm Macdonald live uh, podcast, he mentions the word cisgender, which is like a word used by like transgendered people or the mm-hmm. transgender community to, you know, to, to identify a, a basically a, a, a person who's a born a male and identifies a male, which is 99.9% of the population. Yep. And, and, you know, it's funny. I, I have the, I don't agree with Norm on, on all his political, you know, stuff. Um, I don't care because he's still my favorite comedian and what his political beliefs are don't doesn't really change how I feel about his comedy. But um, but I'm 100 percent on board with him at, at, with what he said there, because he says to uh, he said it, to, it was the Stephen Merchant one and Stephen Merchant goes cisgender. What's that? I don't know what that is. And um he goes, it's a, it's a term that uh, people use to, um, to, what's he say, to try to marginalize, to marginalize normal people. Normal. See, I disagree. I don't think it's intended to marginalize people. I just think it's a way to try and uh, treat yourself as something uniquely different and you know, mm-hmm. distinctly different at the same time. Because 
I imagine I'm just guessing. I don't know much about you know transgender issues that sort of thing. Mm. But, you know, I mean, for the longest times, I mean, another greatly marginalized you know community of people. I mean, you want something. That, I mean, it's not quite Black Pride or that sort of thing, but it, in a way, it sort of is. You know, being proud of who you are and saying, "Hey, I'm different." You're all they're trying to make other people kind of also feel different, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that is in a sense trying to marginalize it, but I doubt that's the actual intent because I think Norm is uh, definitely old fashioned and, you know, right. in a lot of ways. And I think he's one of those people who's like, you know, like, you know, an older relative, like when you see like a gay person, like they'll like roll their eyes, that sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to say something controversial, I'm sure, although it shouldn't be controversial, but it is. Um, so when it comes to black and white, it's it's different a little bit in at least as far as the use of language goes in this way um being transgendered or being gay is not normal and i don't mean that see here's and here's uh here's where it becomes controversial people have this this idea that normal equals good and abnormal equals bad that's n- not the case what I'm talking about is the majority of people born, you know, in the world are either male or female, and they identify as whatever sex they were born as, and they're attracted to the opposite sex. That's the norm. Uh, people who are homosexual or people who uh, suffer from, um, you know, uh, body dysmorphia or, or, or some kind of like, you know, transgendered thing... Um, are abnormal. They're not part of the what is what normally happens biologically. Yeah, that doesn't definition of abnormal is just not normal. Yeah, it's like when you say someone's ignorant, that doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means they don't know what they're talking about. Correct. And they and you know I, I I'm a big advocate of transgendered rights and, and and gay rights and um I don't think that's bad that they're abnormal, but it is. There's something in their biology that's not the normal course of things. Um, so, you know, I think it's okay to label those things and not in a mean way, but just to say, here's the identification. This person is homosexual. They, they, uh, you know, are sexually attracted to the same sex. That's what happened. Biologically, can we say exactly why that happened? What, you know, I mean, they're getting closer and closer and closer all the time. What genetic, um, you know, abnormality uh, you know, produces a homosexual person. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's a bio biochemical thing, right? I think the same thing, we're not nearly as close with transgenderism, but I think the same thing is the case with, 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 uh, you know, people that actually are transgendered that, that feel like they're that like body chemistry wise in their brain, they're they're the opposite sex of the sex that they were chemi- that, that they were biologically born as, and I think there's a reason, a biological reason for that, and because of that, they sh- you know they took prayer out of schools, right? Exactly. But yeah, that's the thing is like because of that, I think that I don't think it's a mental disorder or anything like that. Like homosexual used to be, um, you know, used to be categorized as. I think it's just a biological thing. It's just like somebody who's born a hermaphrodite that happens. And that's a, see, in my opinion, even if it isn't in a biological or psychological thing, even if somebody just wants to change their gender, I do not care. It doesn't affect me well, in the slightest. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. Like people always say, like, oh, being gay is a choice. Well, first of all, I don't think you'd make that choice. 
But even if it were a choice, who cares? It's your choice. It doesn't affect me. I mean, the amount of people, like the amount of consideration people give to sexual issues is ridiculous. I mean, you talk about sex maybe 1% of the time, even with your partner, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to like just obsess over it. What the fuck is your problem? Right. Exactly. (laughs) No, I I, I totally agree um, with that as well. But yeah, so I think, you know, when when they but when it goes the other way when it's like well you're cisgendered then it's like i mean if you want to say that i guess whatever but i don't necessarily love that term we need a term for you not in a mean way not like as a you know everyone needs a label kind of thing but like we need a term for you because you know your either your sexual orientation or you know, you know what you think about, you know, uh, you want to change your sex and everything goes against the norm, but they don't, you don't need a term for the majority. You know what I mean? Like you don't need a term for, so that's, that's where I agree with Norm when it comes to the cisgendered stuff. It, It seems like, well, that term doesn't need, first of all, that term is a bit of a misunderstanding of Latin and, and second, um, it doesn't really need to exist. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's uh, uh, Mike and Mark get political <laughs> for the end of the show. Well, we'll see, we'll see half of you next week, right? If you didn't want to listen to that, I guess you could have just stopped. You know, whenever we started talking about that, um, you know, I don't mind talking. Oh, sorry, I don't want to talk about it now. But the Michael Moore thing—Are you familiar with what's going on with that? No, what's going on with him now? Apparently, people are very angry about this new documentary he released, which is saying that a lot, I think what it says is a lot of like. Um, you know, a lot of these like electricity, like efficiency type things are actually bad for the environment. Okay. Interesting. It's interesting because I, I always wonder that like an electric car, is it actually carbon, you know, positive? I'm sure it's no much, I mean, batteries are not, you know, easy on the environment. Yeah. And they've got a, I would assume most, most electric power plants, I believe are run by coal power. Um, so I mean, even say like these, you know, electric cars and stuff. I think is what he's mostly taking, you know, swings at. So I don't know. I, I don't yeah, but you gotta you home. gotta power it somehow. So like, if you if you have an electric car, you come in at night and you plug it into your wall while your house is getting power from a coal plant. So it's not like it's it's not like yeah 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 exactly. It's not like it's getting uh it's not like it's um you know just solar powered or or, or something like that. It's it's the po- electricity is coming from somewhere. Yeah, the unfortunate like the manufacturing process is not good. I, you know, I believe in global warming. I, I think that we need. I think we desperately need to do something about it. Um, but I will say the unfortunate thing is, is that fossil fuel is so fucking fuel efficient. <laughs> unfortunately, it's the most fuel efficient thing that we've ever, uh, you know, we've ever discovered. Um, and that's, you know, that's a big part of the problem. Uh, you know, it's hard to to have wind or solar or um, or hydroelectric power that's uh, as fuel efficient. I think maybe the the closest uh, any country's got is Iceland with their geothermal power because they happen to be under a ton of uh, you know geysers and shit, and they've got a lot of geothermal power and uh, and a population that's not very big. And there's so. forty people there too, right? Like yeah, Bjork. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I do want to move to, uh, you know, better sources of energy. Absolutely. And I think that that's the way we should be moving. But, I mean, to be fair, I guess, uh, you know, it, it can be difficult sometimes because fossil fuels are so incredibly fuel efficient. Right. 
Ah, but that is our show for the week. Uh, We will see you next time. Bye. See you next time.